You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about mindfulness and actually being able to slow down in your extremely busy lives. And I've got the author, um, life balance coach, therapy newer, um, podcast host herself, Shonda Morales, and she's going to be helping us today. So Shonda, I'm so happy to have you. Um, let's go ahead and get get started. Hi, Olivia. I'm excited to be with you. So how do you really slow down? Let's say you, you got so much going on and it's just like, how is this even possible for me? Yes. Well, it's, it's, it does feel quite radical. And I have to say, I can just think about hopping on this call with you. It's been kind of nonstop at my house. It's summertime. It's August. We're recording this and everybody's home and it's a little crazy. Um, But I had a few minutes, literally like four minutes when I logged on waiting for you to show up. And I paused and closed my eyes and took a few breaths and I could have scrolled through Instagram. I could have checked my email. There are many other things I could have done to be efficient and productive that I sort of wanted to, but pausing and taking a few breaths can feel so difficult and radical, but it's, it's huge. And it really does slow down that our perception of time. I love that. And I use that too. When I start to feel like triggered or whatever, I'm like, hold on. Yes. (laughs) It's hard to remember in that moment though, right? Because that's exactly the moment we feel like I don't have a minute to stop and breathe, but we, but we need to. I think I've learned that the hard way. (laughs) Yeah, of course. We're here now to not have people have to learn this the hard way. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you've got a book that's, that's coming out and it'll be out by the time this comes out. So tell me a little bit about what you go over in that book. Right. So it contains uh, 50, 60 mindful breaks and mindful breaks are these opportunities and reminders in the midst of our day to pause and bring our full attention to what's happening in that moment. And so sometimes we need a breath of calm. We need to, like we just talked about, kind of slow the roll, slow our roll, calm ourselves down. We need to be a little bit more aware of what's happening um, in our thoughts and our body and our emotions. Sometimes we might need uh, to check in with our and recognize I need a burst of confidence or I need some assertiveness right now because I'm feeling not quite in that space. Um, And there are mindful breaks for that. Uh, And then sometimes it's like, you know, things are going well and I'm ready to kind of play bigger. I'm ready to get out there and connect with people or reach goals. And then there are mindful breaks for that. So it's a matter of really uh, tuning into ourselves, listening to ourselves. What am I really craving and needing in that moment? And then you can pull out a mindful break that, uh, that works for, for that situation. Thank you. So what I, what I'm getting from this is And this is going to just increase your personal awareness because you're going to be, once you start doing this act and and that's why, you know, before I said that I've just learned the hard way because, and and so it seems like these mindful breaks, having so many of them, there's some that you have when you don't necessarily need it. So you can then be more aware when you're not at that state. Yes. 
Okay. Well, exactly. And really the, the, the most powerful one to punch with all of this meditation and mindfulness is well, I'm a huge proponent and I'm a huge proponent of five minutes a day that we can find five minutes a day somewhere, carve that out to meditate. And meditation is that time where you are going to get quiet. You are going to, as best we can not be interrupted and close your eyes and really recognize what's going on, uh, internally. And when you do that, you're building that mindfulness muscle of attention. It's a skill that we need to practice to be more mindful and aware. And so like you're saying, it's almost like that um, muscle memory when you're in a stressful situation or you're kind of feeling like, oh my gosh, I am like really overwhelmed right now. You can remember to pause because otherwise we don't remember, or we don't remember what it feels like, or we don't have that capacity to calm our nervous system down. But when we're practicing it, when we are calm ish, <laughs> then we're able to pull it out and use it a little bit more uh, easily when we are stressed. Now, when you were talking before, I wrote down the question power poses. Do you implement power poses at all with <laughs> are like a form of that when you're changing state? Because when you're changing state from not feeling so confident, not feeling like you're as assertive as you need to be, do you, is that in there? Well, sure. There is one pose that the Wonder Woman power posing. Yes. Um, you know, hands on hips and kind of just taking up space, basically whatever that feels like for, for us women, we don't tend, you know, we cross our legs and we're kind of like not taking up the space, but you know, no own it and stand up tall, put our shoulders back and our chin up high. And it changes how we feel about ourselves. It's, it's real. There's been studies. The study was actually, I, the one that I heard about was from Stanford. Amy Cuddy and, and Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know Tony Robbins talks about it and all the others, but I, I had to find the study. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, it's just when you actually like practice those things too, but it also comes from like, you've got to be so self-aware. And I think that there's other factors that get in the way of that. You know, when you've got, like you were saying, a busy nonstop household that's going it's really hard to be like, okay, hold on. Cause you, it's one thing to control yourself. Right. <laughs> but to get everybody to follow suit with what you got going on is, is not always the easiest thing. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are a few other, um, mindful breaks that you incorporate in your life? So something as simple as a coffee mindful break, everyone loves this, which is instead of chugging our coffee and multitasking and not even noticing that we've had it at all, we can pause for 20 seconds and feel the mug, feel the texture, feel the warmth. You bring it to your nose, you smell that aroma, and then you taste that first sip, you hold it in your mouth, you feel the warmth and you feel the warmth moving down your throat into your stomach. And how different those 20 seconds are than not even knowing that you had your coffee at all. And so you can stretch that out to five, 10 minutes. I love to do that. Um, I will sit on my back patio with my cup of coffee in the morning and I even do it. I'm in the Northeast. I do it in the middle of winter, literally in my parka. I look like that, that iconic, um, image of Bernie without the mittens, or sometimes I wear the mittens with my cup of coffee out back all ready. And my family knows that's where I'm going to be for a few minutes. It wakes me up. I just, I listen to the birds, you know, so something as simple as that is a great way to start your day. Um, another mindful break sometimes I pull out and use is uh, this idea of what I call the, the um, green-eyed 
envy. So when, when we're a green eyed monster of envy. So if there's anything, you know, you may be scrolling on social media, or maybe I talk about in my book, um, you know, leaving for work one day. And I'm, this is pre COVID when I still had my office. And I was like, I was like a Sherpa with like the backpack and my briefcase and my lunch. And I'm like, Huffing it out to my car. I just gotten my son on the bus and I look over and my neighbor, who is also my really good friend, is walking her dog with a cup of coffee in the sunshine. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that, <laughs> that looks amazing. <laughs> and then I had to be like, first I judge myself, right? What's wrong with you? You know, she's not like laying around eating bonbons all day. Um, but what, and what, what is wrong with you that you are feeling jealous of this? And I, what, what I came to quickly was that I was just feeling overscheduled and I looked, there wasn't, there wasn't much white space in my calendar. So when I got to work on my lunch break, I sat down and I kind of looked ahead a few weeks where I had the opportunity to, to schedule things out. And I blocked out time in my calendar for a little bit of space. So I could walk my dog for 15 minutes or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's really paying attention to when you're craving, when you're jealous, it's like, what is that? And how can I get a little bit of that for myself? Because, and we have to look a little bit more deeply. It's not always surface, right? So it may not be like, Oh, I want all the, you know, I want all the riches and the money and the whatever I want financial security. I want to feel a little less stressed about money or whatever that is. And then is what is the one step I can take toward that, making that happen? Just one step because we can overwhelm ourselves with how do I get there? And then we give up. This is a good one because actually one of the things I'm working on this year is my level of contentment mm. because I know that no matter where I go, if I don't work on this right now, I'm always going to have this as a problem. That's and right. yes, it does not mean that you don't strive for more. You know yes. this, but I'm saying this to other people, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not striving for more. It's not to be confused with complacency, but really like romanticizing your life, like you're doing with that coffee mindful breaks, that is literally romanticizing your life. Like being able to just be like, I'm, cause I saw this one YouTube video. This is all related. I promise. <laughs> on one YouTube video and the girl was like, yeah, romanticize your life. And it's like those little moments mm. of the coffee and listening to the birds and like, mm. oh, I get to do this. And yes, you got all these other things going on that just go on. But when you're able to be present yeah. and enjoying these nice pleasures that might just be little pleasures, little yes. blessings, as I call them, they're still, they're still pieces and moments of the day. Um, and, um, and even if it is just for 20 seconds or for you yes. five to 10 minutes, you know, but seeing that, you know, I have to, there's, I, I, I want to have certain things. And I think that I, I need more. I'm always going to feel that way. Like no matter what I got, like I'm always going to feel so unless I decide right now, okay, this is what I'm going to work on. I'm going to be grateful for what I have and where I'm at. And that's helping me with the not comparison, but I love that you look at what is it. Yeah. That, and you go so much deeper because it is deeper things. We are yes. always going to be triggered by things. And if we ignore, we will never get to the root cause of what that is. So I love that you've incorporated that. Yeah. We just react. Right. And then we're kind of like, we're usually barking up the wrong tree or we're going after the wrong goals because we just find ourselves not intentional. That's where the awareness comes back to. Definitely. Um, and I love what you said about this idea of, you know, being present and aware, and that's where mindfulness can help us. It just helps us drop into our lives in that moment. And what we recognize is that there are so many beautiful moments everywhere, blessings, as you say, that we just skirt right by because 
you know what? I'm running through my to-do list. This is what's next. And this is what comes next. And, and I am definitely, and I think a lot of women probably listening to your podcast are, you know, we are the badass women. We are, we are achievers and, and, and that's awesome. And you don't want to stop that. Uh, but it's also recognizing, am I striving just for the striving, um, you know, and come like kind of slow down for a sec to really be intentional about, can I be appreciative and can I continue to, uh, grow and and challenge myself and play big in other ways. Um, and part of my book is talking a lot about life balance. You know, when, when do we put our, our foot to the pedal, the gas pedal, and when do we step on the brake and when is the emergency brake need to be slammed on, um, you know, and being able to assess that for ourselves. And how I know every, for everybody, life balance is different. So how do you start to assess what that is? Is it when your, your schedule just, you don't feel like you have enough time mm. or is it, you know, what are some of the key signs that you're not in balance? Right. Right. So yes, paying attention to the signs and knowing what our own unique ones are. And this is where that, again, that five minutes in the morning, if we can just get quiet we're going to notice these subtle signs because sometimes if we don't pay attention, they knock us over. We get really sick or we get totally, we're burned out. It's like, you know, I don't say too late. It's never too late, but it's past the point of where it could have, we could have caught it. Um, so for me, I notice when I start to sigh more, I'm like, ah, <sighs> and then I'm like, oh, okay. I'm feeling a little bit too overscheduled right now because it's like, it just takes on this feeling of like, I have to versus I get to. And I'd much rather live in the, I get to, because that is a much better place to be. Um, and we know, you know, all the privilege that we have of doing this work or, or, or growing, you know, if we are in a place where we're working on ourselves we are privileged because we can, we can have the time and energy to do that. And that's awesome. So, um, so sometimes it's muscle aches, tension, headaches, stomach aches, digestive stuff, sleep issues, um, you know, all kinds of signs and symptoms, but we all have our own unique, uh, symptoms that show up when we are starting to feel overscheduled or heading towards burnout. And then it's our cue to, rest or stop or slow down. And that can be a whole nother issue because we need to give ourselves permission to actually do that. How do you know when to let something go? Something as, what are you thinking when you say that, when you ask? Well, let's say you're, you're a badass woman. You <laughs> achieve a lot of things. You you're, you know, releasing your second book. Um, there's, there's things in your life. Like you, that you've accomplished, but I know that there's certain things that you've had to make a choice, even though you might've loved it, you had to let it go mm. because it was not in alignment with your life anymore. Mm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Again, getting quiet and we can cues of when we are thinking about a path to take or a choice to make, it's like, if you start to tense up a little bit, or you feel a little bit of discomfort, it's sort of like, Hmm, that's not it, but you can also feel energy and aliveness and excitement and fear. So oftentimes when we're making a big, you know, big leap, there's fear involved. And so it's sometimes hard to tease out. Is this fear or is this, you know, is it healthy fear, kind of normal fear, um, excitement, or is it a no? Um, so that takes practice, but often it's pretty clear. It's like, and I'm done. It's more just that we can, again, give ourselves permission to own whatever it is we're noticing because sometimes we're like, no, 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 that's not, that's not the right answer. I don't want that answer. <laughs> right? We don't want that, that one, but, um, if we can be open to it. Yeah. I, I think I asked this 
also because I know that so many people, they'll put so much on their plates and then they want to go a different, they want to pivot. They want to go a different direction. And it's like, well, do you, you know, or, and I love that it, it really, it goes back. It all starts with the morning. Like I'm such a big component on a good morning routine, yeah. spending that time, getting your mind right. And be, just being in alignment and because it all does go back to like, okay, are you doing the things that make you feel your best mm. that, and I'm not talking about like those temporary, like the things that make you operate at your best. Yeah. And that five minutes literally is one of those things that makes you operate at your best. Yeah, completely. Um, and I would say too, getting clear on your values. So if you can really know what your top values are, three, four top values, then it's a, it's a very healthy um, filter where you can make your decisions. You can filter them through those values. Does this fit in my values? And you know that gets to be pretty clear, yes or no. And then there's also the piece of is this the time in, in my life? Because we go through different phases of our lives. Some of us are expecting um, children and <laughs> some of us have older children and it's and everywhere in, in between um, that, you know, it's going to look different for me when I have a newborn or a toddler versus when my child is in fifth grade uh, or in college. And so, um, and even if you're not a, a parent, there are different phases of our lives where it just looks different. We might be caretaking other people. And so to know, um, okay, this is, I'm going to note this. I promise, promise myself, I won't forget this, but now is not the time. Not yet. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. And also like just getting clear on your values, and make sure they're yours. Mm. I know a lot of people, they are, they became successful through society's eyes, but they feel so empty. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily, I know you're not necessarily like talking to them specifically, but let's say, let's say you were, let's say somebody realizes I'm, I'm I start going on this spiritual journey, basically, because you're, you're in, incorporating the meditation and you start to have all these thoughts that are yours. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you're like, hold on, wait a second. I don't really like any of this. Right. <laughs> this or it's, or it gets messy. it's making my life messy. Right. Because, and yes, absolutely. And we start to make changes, even if they're subtle changes in our lives, often people in our lives rebel against it a little bit because they're, it's, it's just out of their comfort zone. It doesn't mean they won't adjust often they will. Uh, but it's just that like, hey, what, 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 you're going to set a boundary with me, or you're going to change gears here or something like that. And that's hard. So I think to just expect it, you know, expect some of that and give it a little bit of time and patience. And even maybe if you're, if you're recognizing it, be explicit with them about it. So this is what's happening with me. And so you might notice some of these changes and, you know, kind of bear with me or I'm not going anywhere or whatever, kind of allay some of their fears. Um, so yeah, it can be, and it also can be super, it feels super messy when we're in it too. When we're in a growth phase, it is like, what is happening? I have no idea what's going on right now. I'm so confused. I'm so lost. But to remind ourselves, we're not lost. It just, it feels that way for everyone. We feel just confused and it's a lot of emotions at once. And so that's usually where the good stuff happens, actually, if we can be patient. Yeah. Be patient and find out who you really are. Mm, yeah. And that it's a lifelong process. <laughs> exactly. It's a lifelong process. We never get mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And I, I, I constantly say this, but having going into growth and change with a learner's mindset, mm, yep. 
Are there any mindsets you talk about specifically in your mindfulness? Well, I mean, I think it's to pay attention to, uh, it's knowing where we each fall on the continuum of different things, right? So some of us are high achievers. Some of us need a kick in the butt sometimes to get moving. Some of us are risk takers. Some of us are risk avoidant. So those are all different continuums. Um, Some of us are perfectionists and some of us not so much at all. So it's kind of like, can I recognize where I fall on these continuums and then inch myself very slowly, patiently again, bit by bit towards the center. So, you know, knowing your growth edge and where knowing we can all change and we can change those neural networks in our brain. Um, so with women, it's often a lot of guilt, a lot of perfectionism, a lot of, um, society's expectations of how we're supposed to do things and do it all and all of that kind of stuff. So, when again, we can recognize that inner dialogue <laughs> running in there that's often very judgmental, um, it's really helpful because then we can say, ah, oh, look at that judging. And then what we notice is that we're judging the judging. Like, how could you be so judgmental of yourself? Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we go off and running. It's amazing. So I always say a little bit, you know, definitely a lot of kindness. And if we can even be amused by how our minds are just like busy, busy, busy. <laughs> yeah, like girl, calm down. Like it's okay. exactly, like, exactly. Like, and on. how would I talk to my my best friend? How would I talk to somebody I really care about and switch up that dialogue, which can feel really artificial sometimes initially. Um, but we deserve that that kindness as much as we give it to other people. I saw a TikTok years ago, and it was talking about you know treating your best friend good, like. And when a friend is going through a hard time, it's like, don't treat my friend like that. Like, just don't do that. Yeah, right. Like, don't be mean to my best friend. Like, and it's just, and I constantly will tell my friends that, but also like myself that when I'm feeling, when I'm being overly critical and then my, my problem, and I don't know about anybody else listening to this, but I'll justify, I will justify my extra high critiques. Uh. People are like, you know, but you you want this and you're so upset that you're not at this specific space right now but you're like you talk about giving people grace but you're not doing that right now. I'm like yeah but I have different standards I understand that (laughs) yeah yeah well it's it is a fine line of striving and having high aspirations for ourselves and expectations and holding yourself to a high standard and not where it's impossible or that you're going to get it your own way because then it feels um defeatist you know and so we need to be positive. Positive reinforcement is definitely uh, more helpful when we want to grow. So yeah, you got to check that a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, knowing I'm it's just, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just being honest, you know? Yes, like, totally. Yep. Like, um, and I mean, I've gotten better with it because I'm aware of it, you know? I. <laughs> but when I get down these like rabbit holes of feeling these ways. And then my, what my friend told me that helped me change my perspective. She was like, you know, you said this year was a year of investment for you, like just really investing in yourself. And she said, and she just got a restaurant and she had a um, investor invest like $30,000 into her to fund this restaurant for her. And she's like, it's going to be years before he sees his return on his investment you've got to like, look at it in a exactly. different way. And that planting really seeds. helped me. Yes. Definitely um, planting seeds. 
athletes. And, and I would say too, you know, I think about this with a mastermind I'm in with some really amazing women that we have to remind each other, do you remember what you've done this month? Do you remember what you've done these past six months? Like, oh, oh yeah, I did do that thing. And I did that thing. And I did that thing. Oh, because like you said, we're on to the next and the next. And it's kind of like, well, I did it. It's not that special because I did it, but no, it kind of is. Hence why I'm working on contentment this year, as you see. That's right. (laughs) Very good. I like that one. Yes. But I will definitely be implementing a lot of these hacks of just these mindfulness breaks. I like to have like middays with Jesus and other things, but really getting back to, because it's so, it's so easy to get off track. Like, you know, this is what helps you, you know, this relieves stress, right? but it's, it's doing it consistently. So how do you make sure you fit in that five minutes? Right. So anytime we're trying to establish a new habit, first of all, I say that make it a daily habit because it just makes it so much easier and bookend it between two already established habits, because then you have a likelier chance of, of remembering it. Right. So it's like, I get up, I splash water on my face. I sit down, I meditate. Then I get my cup of coffee, whatever that looks like. It's the same thing every day, because then you don't have to remember anymore. It's sort of like brushing your teeth. Like you just do it. Um, you might be like, did I do that or not? But hopefully you're mindfully brushing your teeth too. And, uh, so it's that five minutes of meditation, get a guided meditation. You can go to my website and I have a free guided meditation. People can follow along because it's really helpful in the beginning. Your mind will wander and you need somebody to bring it back. There are apps and everything else you can use. Um, and then start with one mindful break and do that every day for a week or two. And that starts to become a habit. Then you pick another mindful break and then you, you stack that on. So before you know it, you're starting your day with a little bit of that quiet meditation. Uh, and then your day is sprinkled with mindful breaks. And so you're dropping in and being more present already throughout the day, which, you know, pulls us out of that, that stress cycle, that, um, fight or flight we tend to be in. A lot of us live in that low level fight or flight all the time. And we don't know it. It's like, you go on vacation at the end of the two weeks, you're like, oh, now I'm relaxed. I finally, it took me two weeks to slow down and kind of unwind and relax. Um, It's like that, right? You don't realize how keyed up you are until you slow down a little bit. And I think for, for me specifically, and I know other content creators are like this too. While the world got to slow down during COVID, a lot of us had to mass produce content. Yeah. And then the way that, more people came onto social and more of these things were pushed like reels, the things that don't live very long, you know, Mm. all of those things, like when you're producing those and like one of the problems I have, like I just mass produce content as a habit now. Like it's not even like, and I'm like, I can repurpose that. I can do that. No, I'm just this, 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 I'm, I'm trying. That's another thing I'm trying to work on, but slowing down almost feels, and I mean, my business partner for Relentless Glory, she feels like this when she's not, when she's taking a rest, she feels like she's not being productive. Mm, Of course. Yeah, of course. And so it is a practice and it's again, recognizing, Oh, I feel super restless. Oh, I have this compulsion to jump up and do something. Then I don't know. I can stay put. It's almost like, you know, we're kind of like training a little puppy, like just sit, sit. Nope, nope, nope. I know you, nope. You got to sit, stay right. And it's hard at first. It can almost be excruciating at first for real. And, and also, um, it can be scary to get quiet too at first. Um, but once we sit down and realize it's not so scary, it's okay. It's just us. 
Yeah. And, and you were saying before about, you know, uh, prayer, it can really be a great way to get into that space for prayer too, um, that it really works hand in hand in a beautiful way. Yeah. So you're not just rush, rushing through the time you're supposed to be spending with God, you know, right. just checking it <laughs> off a list. And I, <laughs> like, and that's, that's one thing I am very intentional about. Um, but I know that there's just other times that like other, like just habits too, like actually reading a book versus scrolling online mm. causes your brain to work in a different way. Right. Yep. Um, and it, it decreases those dopamine fixes Yes. that you get from looking at from, we go on an emotional roller coaster every time we go online for an extended period of time, mm. because mm-hmm. we're like, we see something tragic that somebody's died, something, you know. It, and it's just like, oh, this is really sad. And then, oh, look, a cute puppy. And then, oh, somebody's having a baby. Um, oh, they, they like, this looks so great. Let's start comparing our lives. And, yeah. oh, you know, oh, somebody did really good in their business. Good for them. <laughs> right. Yes. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, we have to retrain ourselves. And we can do it. I mean, that that's what my work is all about is is, is making it simple and easy and and fun because, you know, it's kind of like seeing it as an experiment to just play around and not make, not take ourselves so seriously and not make it such a big project because the last thing we need is something else to add to our to-do lists. It's about how do we just incorporate this right into our lives so it becomes part of how it feels. What are some of the benefits that your clients have experienced from implementing this? Well, I would say that idea of feeling like there's more space and time, you know, because we can all get in that place of time starvation, myself included. Um, I know I started practicing mindfulness when my daughter was, my daughter who's 20 now, when she was three. And really quickly, I started to notice that I had more patience. I wasn't yelling at her as much. I was just more fun and playful. So all of these things, I mean, those are the first things to go when we are stressed out. We lose our sense of humor and um, our ability to kind of think on our feet, our libido. I mean, all kinds of things go out the window when we're stressed out. So um, all of these benefits, there are so many benefits um, for people for women. Um, I'm, I'm writing down the benefits that I'm hearing, like increase the time of your day, become more fun and playful, become more proactive rather than reactive. Exactly. Absolutely. Because Um, you have that moment of recognizing what's going on and then you have a choice. How do I respond to this um, versus just reacting out of those old habits completely? Yeah. We, like we talked about before, we notice and savor more of the beautiful moments. Um, research shows that we're more innovative and creative and um, efficient really. And that's something I definitely noticed right away um, because I was very much, I still am. I'd like to get things done, check things off my to-do list. And I, that slowing down, I thought there's no way I'm going to get as much done if I'm slowing down, how does that work? (laughs) But it's one of those things. If you think about those days when you're frantic and you're like, you drop the coffee mug or you spill this because you're, you're rushing. And when you slow down just a notch, you're more efficient and you can sustain that energy longer. So we don't, we're not exhausted by the end of the night because we are, um, not burning ourselves out throughout the day, running in that fight or flight. Slow down to achieve more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, 
and be, be there for your life. Right. Because we can miss a lot otherwise. Yeah. And that's a part of achieving because you don't want to just get the the things. It's so empty. That's so unfulfilling. And, but when you, when you have those genuinely amazing relationships, that's a time investment, Mm. you know, when you have your children that are just like, you know what? I remember this time that I spent with my mom that she was actually really present with me, you know, and this doesn't have, like, nobody's going to be perfect. If you're listening to this, I don't expect anybody to be perfect or have it all right. I think this is all a growing learning process, but if you can increase your attention span, which meditation does, that is one of the biggest benefits I've experienced myself is, and and just being more mindful too, is an increased attention span. Mm, Yeah. and lower stress levels, Yeah, you know, and, and it's just simply, it's like, we've been saying it goes from starting off your day, yeah. starting. It, it's so important how you start your day off and, you know, not rushing through your morning process, but yeah. slowing down to actually get there. And, and I mean, interest, fascinating research about longevity, our lives, our lifespan, living a healthy long life, because meditation and mindfulness affects us down to the cellular level. There are telomeres, these little caps at the end of our um, cells that chromosomes, they're almost like the end of a shoelace, that plastic cap. And, and, you know, as we age, it gets, it breaks down a little bit more long-term meditators. It stays intact longer. So we live longer, healthier lives by doing this. It's literally exercise for our brain and our body. So, um, you know, it's real stuff. And, and believe me, I get it when I was a skeptic, when I, when I first heard about this, I'm like, hmm. but just test. That's why I say experiment, test it out, see what works for you. Um, and, and I like what you said too, about this is not about doing it perf- in a perfectionistic way. Cause I have those tendencies and, um, you know, this is about, um, picking up where you, you know, where you fall off. I, I have a mindful break about falling off the wagon. So whether it's with meditation or any of these healthy practices in our lives, it's, you know, kind of forgiving ourselves. Where do we go off course and then just get right back on and get started again. Um, yeah. I thank you. Well, Shonda, so I thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's great and to talk with you. Sharing all of your knowledge and guys, go check out the links are all links below. Definitely go check out the book. Um, so you can you can have all of these benefits that we literally just talked about and so much more. Great. Thanks, Olivia. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.